I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word today. I pray that every heart will hear what the Spirit of God wants to say to them and to us. I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my hearts and the prayers that I have prayed for this moment will be not only heard by you, but Father, be received in the spirit realm. And I declare today that church hurt will never be a part of this church. Why? Because we're going to keep our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Thank you for everyone who's going to see this video right now and throughout the world. And I thank you for using it to heal, to change, and to deliver in Jesus' mighty name. Everybody say amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap this morning. So as you can see by the video, I'm actually starting a new series entitled Church Hurt Hotline. Everybody say Church Hurt Hotline. And so the primary focus is going to be on how to overcome past church hurts as well as minimize future church hurts as well. And honestly, you know, some of you may be watching through the lens or some of you in the room may have even gotten offended just from the video. Now, honestly, the reality of the video is nothing that was said, nothing that was done, or nothing that was worn, or nothing that was seen was a sin. Say amen to that. But see, here's the thing. It may not have been your preference, though, to do it. Why did he do a video? That's not your preference. Why did he wear that? It may not be your preference. Why did he use that car? It may not be your preference. And here's the real problem. And sometimes this bleeds into church hurt. And this is just my introduction. Touch your neighbor and say he's still in the introduction. The real problem sometimes, as church people... We allow our personal preferences, watch this, to become sin toward others. So what do you mean by that, Pastor Evan? In other words, what I'm saying is, we all have personal preferences regardless of what they are. And when something happens in a church environment, if for some reason it wasn't our preference on how it happened or what happened or what was done, if it's not our preference, what we do is that we now subscribe that or ascribe that to sin. When it's not sin, it's just not your preference. Can I get an amen from the church? Because, you know, had I used a different card, wore some different clothes, some of y'all would have been like, yes. But see, look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to you already. Anything that is outside of your comfort zone, it's only that way because you have a preference zone. And whenever something is beyond our preference levels, watch this now, especially when it takes place in a church environment, we may view it as sin when it's really just preference. And so here's the deal. The reality of the the, the topic that I'm going to be talking about 
on church hurts stem a lot of times from unresolved or what I call previous church hurts. As a matter of fact, because the principles I'm going to be teaching, if you've never been hurt in church, the principles are going to also apply to relationships, whether it's a marital relationship, uh, 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 relationship with your children, relationships on your job. Most present hurts from relationships or situations that stem from, from relationships. Watch this now. The hurt comes from previous unresolved relationships. And this is why the, 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 the percentage of when people get married a second time and a third time, the percentage of them making it goes down because most people never get over their last relationship. So if you are a single person, which you don't want to miss September, can I just hint you to something? Touch your neighbor and say, this is free. God ain't going to bring the next one until you get over the last one. Okay, they don't want to hear that. So let me stick to my script. So listen, the reason why I wanted to address this subject of church hurt is because it bothers me and I believe it grieves the heart of God that the enemy uses pain to separate God's people, watch this, from the place that Jesus Christ loves very dearly to the point where he died for this place called the church. Everybody say the church. And you may not see a need for teaching like this, but this affects people more in different ways than what you think. So here's what I want to do. I want to do a short survey and then I'm going to jump into the lesson, right? Let's do a short survey. And then for the first time in your life, I want you to be honest. That's how they say it in Jamaica. Honest. You ready? Now, if you're in the lens, through the lens, I want you to participate by giving me a thumbs up. So I'm going to ask you a question. And I want you to respond to the question by raising your hand if it applies to you and keeping your hand up. If it applies to you on the through the lens, I want you to give me a thumbs up. So here's the question. Are you ready? Here's the question. How many of you, by the showing of hands, have been hurt by the actions or by the attitude of someone or by something that has happened in a church? If that's happened to you, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Doggone it more than what I thought. Keep your hand up, though. Keep your hand. So I'm going to ask another question. Look around you now. Now, what percent of people do you think that is in the church? That's about 90%. Okay, I don't even have to ask the second question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So here's the second question I want you to answer. And if your hand is already up, if the second question applies to you, I want you to raise your other hand up. Okay? How many of you, watch this now, know someone... Who has been hurt from the actions or the attitude of someone or something that has happened to church. You know somebody like, doggone it, Jesus. You're under arrest. Put your hands down. So now you can see why it bothers me and I believe it grieves God. When I see people use church hurt, watch this now, as an excuse to not connect to the place or to the people, listen church, that God has designed to perfect us for the call that God has on our lives and to help us discover the ministry that he has for us. I'm going to read the New Living Translation of Ephesians chapter 4. They're going to put it on the, on the screen here. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 7. I'm into my lesson right now. It says, however, he has given each one of us, it's talking about Jesus or God, God has given each one of us a special gift. Everybody say a special gift. A special gift. And this special gift came through the generosity of Christ. 
So God gave Jesus. Jesus has given us this generous gift. Watch verse 8. That is why the scripture says, when he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people. Notice that it says he ascended. This clearly means that Christ also descended to our lowly world. Verse 10. And the same one who descended is the same one who ascended higher than all the heavens. So that he, Jesus, might fill the entire universe with himself. Verse 11. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to who, church? Okay, y'all are not with me. Who did he give them to? He gave them to, I'm going to read it again. Now, these are the gifts that Christ gave to who? So whatever these gifts are that we're about to read, Christ did not give them to the world. So my disconnection to the church cannot get me what these gifts are to give me because he didn't give these gifts to the world. He gave them to the Come on, church, y'all with me this morning. So watch what he says. Now, these are the gifts that he gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors, and the teachers. And then watch the purpose of these gifts. Verse 12. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up what, church? The church, which is the body of Jesus Christ. If you're taking notes... Here's a take-home statement. It's difficult to be perfected at a place where you expect perfection. Okay, I'm going to rewind that one because I don't think you got it. Let's say it again. I said it is difficult to be perfected, matured, trained, and equipped at a place where you expect perfection. And here's the sad part. Most people's church hurt comes from their perception of what they didn't see or did see. Now, I'm not saying some things I'm getting wrong because there are some things that have been wrong. You know, you know how you were raised in a church that always took up a building fund, but the building roof always leaked? Where was the money going? Amen. Let's read the Amplified of Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11. And his gifts were varied. He himself appointed and gave men to us. Some to be apostles, special messengers, some prophets, inspired preachers and expounders, some evangelists, preachers of the gospel, traveling missionaries, some pastors, shepherds of his flock and teachers. Watch verse 12. His intention was his intention was the perfecting and the full equipping of the saints, his consecrated people. Why? So that they can walk or work, do do the work of ministering toward building up. Christ's body, the church. In other words, what I'm saying, church, is this. If you and I allow church to hurt us and we disconnect ourselves from it, the very thing that God's called us to do and be, guess what happens? It discontinues. Say amen. So, this reminds me, or this is based on Matthew 16, 18. I'm going to read something and then I'm going to get into me to what I want to talk about. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. They're going to put it on there. Jesus said something to Peter that I thought was amazing. He said, you are Peter and upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. Whose church is it? Whose? It's Jesus' church, right? I'm just a shepherd in his church. 
He says, I'm going to build my church. And he says, when I build my church, read this with me, church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The New Living Translation says this. Now I say unto you that you are Peter, which means rock. Upon this rock I will build my church. Watch this now. And all the powers of hell will not conquer it. So that says three things to me. Number one, the first thing it says to me is that if I'm a part of the church, then the gates of hell should not be able to prevail against my life. Or did you hear that? I said, if I'm a part of the church, the gates of hell will not prevail against my life because I am connected to the church that Jesus is building. And he said, nothing will be able to conquer that. And see, that's why the devil will plant seeds in your mind and say, oh, just kill yourself, just end it. Because he can't do it. He just wants you to do it. Here's the second thing that that says to me. The devil wants to separate me from the place that Jesus has declared that the devil would never have victory over. He wants to pull you out. He wants you to be that one sheep that goes astray. Why? Because the Bible says he's as a roaring lion seeking who he can devour. And then here's a third thing that says, the devil uses church hurt to disconnect, derail, or delay the perfecting process that God uses to help us discover and walk in our God-ordained purposes. So today, I only have one point. Everybody say one. Let's say, look at your neighbor and say, you don't even have to be smart to get that. You ain't got to be smart at all. Somebody just got offended. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Here's one, number one. How does church hurt happen? How does it happen? Well, let's first answer the question of how can a person receive church hurt? Before I talk about how it happens, let's talk about how a person receives church hurt. Because listen, if you don't, you don't even have to be in church to get church hurt. So there are two primary ways. Everybody say two ways. If you're watching online, there are two primary ways in which church hurt is received. Here's the first way. It's received through transfer. Everybody say transfer. And then here's the second way. It's, it's received by trans, being something that has transpired. Everybody say transpire. Okay, so let's talk about tr- transfer. Church hurt is received by transfer. And this is when a person or somebody else's church hurt has been transferred to me. I'm going to explain that in just a second. In fact, I'm going to illustrate it. When something has transpired, that's when an action or an event that has happened has directly impacted me. So I'm getting ready to share a scripture in a way that I probably don't think you've ever heard it. In fact, I'm about to share it in a way that you probably have never thought of. And what's interesting about this verse that I'm about to share is the context of the verse doesn't make sense to me. In other words, the context of what's being said, the verse does not fit the context. Now, I haven't really gotten an answer of why that is, but what I do know is that the verse sticks out so much because it doesn't seem like it's part of the context. So what I'm going to do is read a small part of the context so that you can see what I'm saying. John chapter 20, look at verse 20. It says, and when he had said, this was Jesus talking, he showed them his hands and his side. In other words, the context, Jesus had just been raised from the dead. He showed up among his disciples. And when he showed them, he showed them his hands and his side. And Thomas wasn't around. And it says, and then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, 
Peace be unto you. As my father has sent me, even so I send you. And when he had done this, he breathed on them and said unto them, receive you the Holy Ghost. Then he says this real odd verse. Whosoever sins you remit, they're remitted to you or to them. And whosoever sins you retain, they are retained. But Thomas, one of the twelve called Didymus, was what not with them when Jesus came. What an odd verse in the middle of the context. So what I want to do is pull that verse out because there's something about this verse that relates to church hurt. So let's go back to now verse 34 in Luke. Or uh, what we just came from. All right. It says here in John chapter 20. He says, whosoever, if I say whosoever, whosoever sins... You remit. Everybody say remit. Now the word remit there, when you look it up, it means to forgive. Watch this. It means to lay aside. That's going to be important in just a minute. To remit, forgive, lay aside, or put away. He says, whoever sins, you forgive, you lay aside, or you put away. Then those sins are, watch this, forgiven and lay aside and put away unto them. But then he says, whosoever sins, You remit. And that word remit, oh, it's interesting. You know what it means? It means to hold and to keep and to obtain. So he says, listen, whoever sins, you remit, you let go of and you forgive. Guess what? It's, it's forgiven to them. It's, 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 it's given to them. It's remitted to them. He says, but if you hold on to the sin that they sinned against you, he says, if you keep that, if you hold on to that, watch this now. He says, "This, this is crazy. Whosoever sins you retain, they are retained. Guess who they are retained to? You. So I need two volunteers quickly. Two volunteers. Because I want to illustrate this. And uh, and then I want to read the message translation as my two volunteers come up. And I want you to just stand. See those boxes right there? That box right there? You, you can stand down on one end and you stand over here. Now nah, come a little closer. Come in the middle. Come in the middle. You come on over. Uh, come on over some more. All right, good. Watch this. The message translation of John 20 of that verse 23 says this. If you forgive someone's sins, they're gone for good. If you don't forgive sins, what are you going to do with them? So here's the problem with church hurt. We let what happened to us stay with us. You say, well, pastor, what do you mean by that? If you forgive them, it's released to them. But if I hold on to them, it's retained to me. So these are bricks. I don't know. What do you think these weigh individually? Three pounds. So it's pretty heavy. This brick represents what? This can happen in the church, can't it? This can happen on your job, can't it? This can happen in your family, can't it? Oh, this one works all the way around. Jealousy. So here's what I'm going to do. He's going to represent the person who has sinned against me. Jealousy. You've been jealous. You done molested me. Oh, my God, Jesus. You done betrayed me. Oh, my God, Jesus. You done lied on me. Oh, my God, Jesus. That happens in the church, don't it? Mm -hmm. Uh, You done stole some of the church money. Oh, my God, Jesus. He has not done that. Just He has not done that. 
He done abandoned me. Oh my God. How many have been abandoned? Somebody's been abandoned. You don't know your daddy. You don't need to. You have a father now. What's wrong? You look like... You just made sure. Okay. All right. All right. Let me ask you something. Does he look like he's having a hard time trying to keep those up? Uh-huh. 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 So you wonder why you weighed down? Ah, manipulation. That happens in the church, don't it? Oh, yeah. If you don't do this, if you don't do this, God going to kill you. Manipulation. Let's put that on there. Mm. Spiritual abuse. That happens in the church, don't it? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, how many of that happened to? Don't raise your hand. You know. Let's put that one on the side. Yeah, I want, I want it to be hard. How many have ever been judged in church? Judged in church. Judged. Mm-hmm. All of these. Uh-huh. All right. Oh, okay. So, uh, I'm glad you got some muscles, my brother. So here's what happened. Here's what happened. I'm going to go fast because I know it's heavy. The scripture says, whoever sins that I remit or forgive... They're forgiven. But if I retain them, watch this, it's retained to me. So if he sins against me at church, if I get hurt at church, he's a church person. And he hurts me with one of those things or some of those things. Now guess what? He transfers those to me. So now. I'm only going to take another I can hold. Now, I have a question, church. Who sinned these sins? Who did? He did. Why am I carrying them? Now, let me ask you a question, church. Do I look free? No, listen, I can't even be free now to love. I can't be free to serve. I can't be free with some joy. I can't be free to love other people. You know why? Because I'm bound. I says, with somebody else's sin. So the scripture says, if I remit, that means forgive. If I remit the sins, watch this. They are remitted back to who? Brother, I don't want your son. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. It's remitted back to him. Watch this. So who's free now? So guess what? He can go on about his business. If he asks God to forgive him, he'll get free too. But if he, watch this church, I'm going to set you free right now. If he never asked me to forgive him, it doesn't matter because I'm not carrying the weight of the sin no more. So here's the bad one, and we're closing. Touch your neighbor and say, he's closing already. He's closing already. Here's the bad one. Is church hurt transfer? Because this happens in the church. Because Sister Gloria got mad. And she got, you know, because the head of the usher did not put her on the right schedule. So she tells her friend, uh, Lucy, who serves with her, and says, girl, did they put you on the schedule? Yeah, they put me on the schedule. Oh, so brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so don't like me. And so now she started talking about it. And now, because Lucy is Gloria's friend, Lucy allows Gloria to transfer the sin of somebody else or perceived sin to her. That's what this looks like. So now, watch this, because see, in a church context, there are some people who got transferred church hurt 
who never came to church. You know why? Uh, come on, give me one more person. Watch this now. So now, he's a young man. His mama, his mama's mama got church hurt growing up. Granny. Granny got hurt at church. One day, the offering basket was coming by. She put in a $100 bill, asked for some change, and didn't get it. (laughs) Granny, the usher didn't even hear Granny ask for change. But Granny leads to all that church. They robbing, they taking people's money, they cheating people, they lying. Uh, And so Granny tells her daughter. So now the daughter who used to go to the church stopped going to the church because she got hurt by mama's hurt of the church. Mama now raises him and says to him, don't ever go to any church. Because if you go to church, they steal your money. Don't trust no pastor. Don't trust no church. Don't trust nobody. You can trust God though, son. Because you don't have to love God to go to, you ain't got to go to church to do that. So now, watch this now. Granny's sins got transferred to his mama. And his mama transferred the sins to him. I'm glad I got some guys with some muscle. That's kind of heavy, ain't it? Kind of heavy. Okay, so watch this. This is her church, her transfer. But watch this though. This is what happens. So now, he decides to come to church. And he starts coming to church, but he's hurt. So what he does, he shares his hurt with Pastor Jonathan. Because him and Pastor Jonathan are good friends. Yes, Pastor Jonathan. Yes, yes. And so he tells Pastor Jonathan all the issues and all the situations and what happened with his mother and his granny and all this kind of stuff. And so what's happened now, if Pastor Jonathan is not spiritual enough to properly deal with this and just listen to him and not receive what he's saying for himself because there's more to a story than what you know. I'm preaching better than y'all clapping today. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm doing a good job. You better keep doing it, Evan. Huh. This is church hurt transfer. But all I got to do now is I need to give them back. I need to remit them. So thank you. So y'all help him take these off the stage. Y'all give them all a hand clap. Give them all a hand clap. So listen, this is why, put up Hebrews 12, 1. We're going to close right here. This is why Hebrews 12, 1 says this. Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. He says, let us lay aside. Remember, I told you to remember that word. What's that word, lay aside, come from? It comes from the word to remit or to forgive. He says, I want you to lay aside. And notice what he says, every weight. And see, sometimes the weight that are weighing us down has nothing to do with us. We are carrying around somebody else's sin and it's weighing us down. He says, you know what you need to do? You need to lay aside every weight. And then here's a, here's a twist on this verse. And he says, and the sin 
which easily besets us. Guess what? The sin does not always have to be yours. The sin does not always have to be yours. It could be that pastor who hit on you and he wasn't supposed to because he was married. Mm -hmm. I'm talking to somebody right now watching me. You don't stop coming to church, not this church. <laughs> Let me make that clear. Let me make that clear. <laughs> Let me make that clear right now. <laughs> now you have to be, you know, you have to be straight. <laughs> no, 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 no. Potiphar has Joseph's robe. She ain't got mine. So, hey, you didn't stop coming to church because some pastor somewhere else sinned against you. Look at your neighbor and say, is he talking to you yet? So here's what I'm going to do. I'm closing right now. I know I'm two minutes over my time. Actually, it says I have five minutes and 45 seconds, but we off, right? Let, let me say this. This series is going to be kind of like getting multiple surgeries. I don't know if you've ever been injured in a way where you had to have multiple surgeries. They had to do the first surgery because they, if they didn't do it first, the second one wouldn't work. So they do a first surgery, get things in order, and then you have another surgery. Well, this series is going to be like that. It's going to be like going from surgery to surgery. And so some of this is going to hurt. But here's the thing. Watch this now. The remedy to church hurt and hurt in general. Watch this now. Here's a bad word. It's forgiveness. Let me say it like this. It's not just forgiveness. It's freedom. And see, that's what the devil don't want us to know. See, we make forgiveness so much about the person. Which I'm going to tell you next week. I'm going to walk through you. Because forgiveness, when it's something small, it's just an act of forgiveness. But when something is major, then forgiveness is a process. So next week, I'm going to walk you through the process of what that should look like. I'm going to show you what happens when we don't forgive. But then I'm also going to show you what happens when we do forgive and what God does after that. But this is going to be like surgery. And so some of it is going to be, it's going to sting you. But I'm going to ask, and I've been asking the Holy Spirit to allow his presence to be the anesthetic. To be that, that thing that, that numbs us enough. To be able to take the pain, well watch this, but receive the surgery. So I have a, what I'm calling, they're going to put it on the screen right now. I'm going to call it a prayer of acknowledgement and freedom. Here's why. Because you can't get healed from something you don't acknowledge that there is hurt. Now I'm going to walk you through the whole process of forgiveness. I'm going to do that. I'm not going to do it today. I'm going to do this throughout the series. But we got to start by first acknowledging and then forgiving. So I want us to pray this prayer together. Is it on the screen? Okay, good. Let's, let's, I want you to just be still. Hallelujah. Let's read it together. God, 
I'm ready to stop pretending or ignoring the pain that I have experienced from previous or current church hurt situations or other relationship issues. Please forgive me for holding on to unforgiveness. Today, I declare I am remitting and letting go of this hurt and anger. I completely forgive and I want you to stop right there and I want you to think about whoever it is. Whoever it is, whatever it is, whatever happened, I want you to put it right there. Hallelujah. I forgive so-and-so for what they did. Let's read. I thank you for beginning the healing process in me and for making me whole and setting me free. I release the weights and the sins today. I put it all in your hands in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. Amen. So right there, with every head bowed, if you're watching me, just bow your head right there. Holy Spirit, in your own way, reach every person's heart who heard. And I pray that the illustration will leave an indelible mark to the point that, Father, when we want to hold on to something that we shouldn't, we will know within our hearts it's weighing us down. And so in Jesus' mighty name, as the pastor of this church, and as the pastor of those who are watching, I declare in the mighty name of Jesus that no weight and no sin in your life that came from others can no longer stay if you meant that prayer today. And Father, I pray for supernatural release, supernatural freedom, supernatural, I, I feel a dropping right now. I hear rocks dropping, rocks dropping. Father, drop, every, drop. these are things that are to happen on the inside. Father, in our soul and in our hearts and in our minds and in our emotions, Father, where there have been strongholds, every stronghold in the name of Jesus that has weighed us down today. We evict you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. With every head still bowed and every eye closed, my question is, if you die today, are you 100% sure you go to heaven?